Good people. Rhodesia is also in the building, feeling great, ready to sing the jingle at the end like she's never sung before. How was your holiday? Wonderful. What's still going on? This is our new, our year-end celebration. That is true. Hit the, hit the cheers on that again. Hopefully, all of you had a fantastic Christmas. Uh, whatever holiday you do celebrate, hopefully you guys were safe. If you do believe in Santa Claus, hopefully Santa brought you everything that you wanted. If he did not, spoiler alert, Santa Claus is not real. Let's get into this episode. We are going to do a year in episode for you guys. I am excited to get into this because a lot of times, of course, there is just so much news that happens every single week. We're able now to kind of look back over the previous 12 months and kind of really get into our favorite items of the year. I do want to start with Triple H's hires. So, Ishan, you brought up a few podcasts ago, which was a a great call. You kind of talked a little bit about, hey, you've been seeing some things online, been talking to some people where they kind of feel like, you know, maybe Triple H's hires have been more misses than hits. And I said, you know, it'd be kind of cool for us to kind of just go through and give his hires a letter grade. You know, Triple H took over, head of creative, July, was it 27th or something like that? Because SummerSlam like was that. July 30th. Uh, and I, he's brought back more than a handful of folks. So this should be kind of cool. We're going to go down a list. And I tried to do it in chronological order. I think I'm pretty accurate. Um, we're going to start with Dakota Kai and EO Sky and go all the way to just Tegan Knox, who just debuted a couple of weeks ago, and uh, give our letter grades all the way from A which is excellent, of course, to F, which is a failure. So this should be pretty fun. Um, Before we get started on that, anything you guys would like to tell the fine folks that are listening to us on our last episode of 2022? Um, Just thank you. Uh, I would say as I look back at the end of this year, at the beginning of every year, I kind of just make write down my goals for the year and just kind of what I want out of the year to come. And probably the most proud of all of my accomplishments this year is us actually doing this. We've been talking about this for quite some time. So being able to do this with the people I love, talking about something that I love for so many years, I'm just really, really happy that you are on the ride with me, you two, and everyone else who is listening. Man, Rhodesia really knows how to bring the tears out of me. I have to take them back, but I echo the same sentiments. Uh, you know, dealing with my best friends, talking about the sport that we love. We talk, Matt and I talk every day, all day about wrestling. Um, I would say that's probably one of the things that bonded Matt and I um, was our love for wrestling. Um, and we've been going strong for decades and decades and, it's fun talking about it with my family. It's fun talking about it with Rhodesia. But, uh, Matt, let's get into this topic. I can't wait, man. I can't wait. All right. Let's get right into this thing, then. Let's start 
with, and I put them together because, of course, they are together. I don't know if you can really grade Dakota Kai and EO Sky separately. So I did put them together. Dakota Kai and EO Sky. Who wants to go first on what letter grade you give? Oh, man, I'm okay. All right, let me think about this. I, I guess I'll go first since I talk first here. Who? Okay. Um, I like damage control, so I'm going to say an A. They wow, have okay. they have been on. We talked about this last episode and probably the episode before. They have been on TV pretty much every week. Um, some people are loving it. Some people are hating it. But they are again. They're relevant because they are always on TV. I actually like them. So I'm going to give Damage Control an A. That's a really nice uh, rating. Um, <laughs> but you you know I'm going to give them a B minus. I'm going to give them a B minus. Nice. Um. Because I like both gals. I'm glad they're both back. Um, I'm, you know, look, I'm sorry to all the Vince fans I offend, but crazy Vince didn't see something in these two women. I think they're both phenomenal. Um, I'm looking to hope that this damage control thing grows into something a little bit more. Uh, they got the straps, they got the titles. Um, it's not there yet. I'm not sure what is missing, what they're missing. Um, but yeah, I'm going to give them a B minus. But you're doing a good job. I am right in the middle or close to the middle between you guys. I gave him an A minus and we have not talked about this at all. So it's going to be fun to kind of just go through (laughs) all these. I do know one we should be aligned on straight across the board. We'll, we'll get to them in about uh, two picks from now. And I think Isha knows exactly who I'm talking about, but uh, yeah, I give him an A minus. I think that um, I think they've done great. I think we know that a lot of raw has been kind of put on their shoulders since SummerSlam. You know, we talked about, I think, last week or two weeks ago that there is maybe a little something missing. Speaking of last week or two weeks ago, if you have not gone back into the archives and listened to our episodes, go ahead and do so. We did a top 10 of 2022 episode uh, about two months ago where we kind of went over our top 10 wrestlers in the business so we didn't do on today's episode we're not going to do wrestler of the year because our answers really aren't going to change from then but check those out if you have not but yeah we've talked a lot about dakota kai eo sky and bailey as damage control but overall for me it's two thumbs up i got them at a a a minus on that let's move on to carrying cross and scarlet i also bundled them together because of course you can't have one without the other or you shouldn't have one without the other Thanks for nothing, Vince McMahon. Rhodesia, go ahead. Seeing that you went first last time, let's stick with you. What are you giving Karrion Cross and Scarlett? And I love them so much. I'm going to give them a C- minus because I will not give them a D because I love them that much. Uh, but the when he first came back and I was really excited, the crowd didn't quite understand the character quite yet. Um, but then after kind of the Cardiff when they had whatever it's called there in Cardiff. Um, it just seems like it kind of sizzled out. So again, it probably should be a D, but right now I will never give them a D. So they are C minus for me. <laughs> Cause I love them both. Hey, you, you know what? Like how does crazy Vince fire Scarlet after she done, you know, have booby surgery. Cause one of them, you know, popped or something like that, you know, and he, and she comes back. He fires her. 
Yeah. Like they they get a half a grade from me just for that because yeah. they, that's a lot of adversity. Look, I'm giving them a, a B minus because they're not there yet. And so like my grades are like, you know, I don't think they fully connected with the crowd just yet. Uh, I don't think they've found that right storyline or few to sink their teeth into. Um, but there's definitely something there. Uh, the two of them look amazing together. Um, man, and 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 Cross, once he figures it out, I feel like the sky's gonna be the limit. And it looks like they they got something going on with Scarlett and, and, and another female on the roster. Um, her name's escaping me right now, so that's why I'm not mentioning it. But <laughs> another female on the roster. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I'm giving them a B minus. Uh, I think they're doing good. I think that female you're talking about is Emma, which we're going to talk about her. Hey, that's Emma. Yeah, my girl. Hey, Matt, real quick, they said. For the ladies out there, and I guess for the guys who like guys out there, um, they, there's a, I guess, a gif or whatever meme out there that says we is like Carrie. Is it a gif or is it a gif? Gif, guy, whatever, um, is <laughs> we want Carrie in with the ball head. So <laughs> cut his hair off. And is then there a petition for that? <laughs> I think so. If not, I might start it. The man does have beautiful hair, though. So he I'm does, but sure. but he look, he looked better with bald heads. I, I have a thing for somebody with bald heads. I am also going to grade this one on the curve because I am huge fans of both of them. So I'm going to give them a B minus. They probably should be closer to like a C plus C minus if I didn't have like, you know, any uh, factuation with them, but uh, everything you guys have said, I can't really add much more onto that. I think they start out really strong and then we've kind of just sputtered a little bit. So we talked about it too, a couple of weeks ago around the feud with Ray Mysterio and carrying across that's, that's coming up now. That should be awesome. Yeah. Ray has not had a bad match in God knows how long. So the match should be great. I'm looking forward to the build up to it. I'm going to assume it's going to be at the rumble, maybe possibly, or, you know, maybe on a SmackDown before that, but I do have them at a B minus overall. All right, guys, it's time. So this is going to be either A or F, the way you just let off on there. It's time, guys. Hit roll. I'm going on mute. (laughs) Ditto. We're not doing this to them this year, this this time. Nope. Mm -mm. Too many episodes. You got to score them. Nope. Hit roll debuted after Carrying Across and Scarlet, if I'm not mistaken. They came on to SmackDown. We were all excited. We were ecstatic when that music hit. Saw them come out. We are now in the last week of December. Eshan, let's go ahead and start with you, sir. <laughs> what is the score? I'm on mute. Of we are that. We are that. Of 2022. So we got to set the table on this one right here, right? Oh, set, Look, it. set it, man. got to set, set the table. WWE went wrong when he had those guys on their second show perform that song in front of that crowd. I think it was like in Utah or something. It was something like yeah, that, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was somewhere. Like, you know, like it was it was some some place that probably doesn't have your appreciation uh for that art. Right. <laughs> so that didn't that didn't look good on TV for him. And then fast forward, the po top dollar, the man had a Charlie horse. Okay. He had a they knew he had a Charlie horse before he sent him out there. And they made that man go out there and do the flying poncho. And he fell, almost <laughs> broke his neck and his back. So you mean tell me I got to grade these brothers and sisters 
with, with, with Charlie Horses and you got them performing in Utah? So no, I, I won't just, do that. I do just want to say, you brought up week two and then week like 19. <laughs> what happened between week three and week 18? Ishan, stop tiptoeing around. What is the grade? I got, before I give a grade, I got another question. Okay. <laughs> so, so crazy Vince fires all of these people. Gets rid of gets gets rid of Bree. You know what I'm saying? And then it's just the three of them, and then they fire them. So these pe- these people sitting at home, they don't know what they did wrong. They'd have, right. They've been told that they were locker room cancers and had bad attitudes and yada 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 yada. You know what do you? How do you think these people feel now that we sitting on our show on this platform and we about to grade these people? You know, like how do you think they feel about that, Matt? Rhodesia, uh, huh? I think that you are not answering the question at hand. Hit row. A for excellent. F for failure. Where are you grading them at, sir? I get wrong. Excuse me. <laughs> Is that why he leave for something? <laughs> he put himself on mute. Rhodesia, it looks like Ishan's not man enough to tell the audience exactly what the score and the grade should be. Give your grade, please. I'm going to just be honest here. I know that they, I think they have a chip on their shoulder. I can't speak for them, but like everything Ishan mentioned about being released and having to come back to that, kind of trying to figure out their footing. I'm going to give them a D. Um, They're still passing. You can still graduate with a D, but I'm going to give them a D. And it's not entirely their fault. Um, Again, they have a chip on their shoulder. Again, the way you position them, everything you just said about having them debut in an area that's not going to give them a warm reception, kind of set them up for failure anyways. But they're still going to pass, but I'm going to give them a D. Got it. You? It's an F. Oh, God. Moving on. Braun Strowman. Wow. Oh, I'll give uh, I'll give him a B plus. Oh gosh, <laughs> maybe an A minus. You know, what I'm saying he had the match of his life and his career at at the where that place where are they at Crown Jewel. Crown Jewel. Yep, Saudi yep. Well, Arabia. Like I think Dave Meltzer gave that a solid like uh, four star. Like that alone says it right there, baby. A one, and then he put the whole wrestling community on blast with a promo on Twitter. Like that's hot. He he doing it, man. B plus, A minus. Okay, I like the B plus, A minus. All right, Ordeza, what you got? Even Triple H called him the probably the most polarizing character or wrestler in the business. Um, I can go one moment kind of hating the guy when that whole Twitter thing that he went on. But what he's done in these last few weeks, kind of with Ricochet and putting him over, especially because we were there at the show, um, I'm going to move that grade up. I'm going to give Braun a B minus. I'm going to take the minus right. way. I'm going to give him a B. Okay. Yep. Yeah, well, we're all pretty close here. I gave him a B plus. Uh, I mean. Hey, r- real quick, a- though, before you move yeah. on, Matt, um, we're going to talk about another day, but the holiday show that we attended in, in Atlanta, um, it was awesome to see Braun. 
uh, actually take time and almost hold up the show trying to, you know, pose and sign autographs with the fans. That's he was awesome. definitely over. And I love to see, you know, uh, you know, wrestlers give their time to the fans like that. So I think that's phenomenal. That's really cool. You know, that happens a lot in live events. I am super excited to hear your thoughts on that. We will talk about that on next week's show. Ishan did go with the family. So I am excited to hear his thoughts on the live event experience. I haven't, we haven't been to a live event in a year. Our last one was last December. So just to hear kind of, you know, differences from uh, TV shows to live events, how the crowd reacted, what type of crowd it was, all that kind of stuff. So that will be coming next week. Good plug there, Ishan. Yeah, so I, I got him at a B plus for Braun Strowman. I think it's been solid or actually it's been really good uh, overall for him. And I think how he's been utilized so far. He's another one that, you know, take personal feelings out of side of kind of right. what he thinks about certain things. You look at him and just like, man, how the hell did Vince really like what? Yeah. How? The guy is tailor made for the wrestling business and tailor made for WWE. All right, let's move on to Johnny wrestling, Johnny Gargano. I'll start with this one. And I was kind of going back and forth on this. I actually was close to giving him a D. Uh, I kind of moved it up a little bit. I got him at a C minus. And I think if I did not know Johnny from NXT, from the Indies, maybe the score is a little bit higher. But I don't even know who Johnny Gargano is that's on Raw. I know he's a face, but he comes across so unlikable to me in a lot of his segments. He's he's great in regards to his comedic timing. We know that the one sit-down he did around the um, investigation of The Miz, I thought was great. But... More often than not, he shows up on TV, and I'm like, man, like this guy is not really likable. And, of course, that's not what it's supposed to be. So I got him at a C-minus right now. He also lost a couple of matches that I didn't understand. That has nothing to do with him, per se. But some of these scores are going to deal with the, the the booking of said people as well. But it is a C-minus for me for Johnny Gargano. Radizia, what do you have him at? I was going to put him at a D, um, but I just know, again, his past work. But just, again, purely off of this, I think his comedic timing, like you mentioned, and just his um, character as far as being funny. I just mentioned that. I think that right there and having those vignettes about the investigation, I'm going to bring that up to a C. I think a C minus. I really hope into next year, Triple H does something where we can actually see his wrestling ability and how he can really go in the ring. Um, I'm going to give him a C minus, would have been a D, but just because I am entertained by him when I see him on the TV, I'm going to give him a C minus. Nice. Yeah, I'm going to give him a, a D like doo doo. Because <laughs> that's, that's what I think the run's been so far, man. Like, cause, look, and I think there's something there with Johnny because I actually watched a couple of his YouTube uh, shows with his wife and he had his son on there and he, he seems like a really likable guy. Um, there, you know, I, I, I'm a gamer myself, so I can, I relate to him in that way, but I, it's just, he's just been God awful to me on TV. Uh, I'm just so uninterested in anything he does. Um, those, those miss murder mystery thingies. We, I, I didn't like that. Uh, I haven't really been, I think one thing about Johnny wrestling is that wrestling, I haven't really been into right. his wrestling matches either. Um, so for me, uh, I think this is a waste. I, 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 we know about, we're not talking about his NXT work. We know what he can do in the ring, what he did there, mm -hmm. but what he's doing since he's been on Raw, doo-doo. He isn't doo-doo. You know, it's funny too, hot take on The Miz, 
either the Miz is involved in fantastic storylines or he's involved in horrible storylines. Not there's a hot not take. That's many, true. Yeah, yeah, that's not there's not too many that he's kind of just there. Either like we really enjoy it, or we're like, man, this is not for me. And unfortunately for me right now, this storyline is not for me. Let's transition to who is also part of this storyline that was brought back and was rehired. Dexter Loomis. Do you has, guys have Dexter has he got a contract yet? I think that was like two weeks ago, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah he okay, does so. have a contract. He is a, officially a part of the WWE via storyline. I don't think I, I'm going to give him an eye for incomplete. We don't know yet. I don't that's even know fair. how. I don't know how oh, I can no, grade him. No, that's not fair. How, how would I grade him? The only him? people we can give eyes for potentially is at the end, which is Sarah Logan and Tegan Knox. We can talk about that when we get there, just because once again, Tegan has been there less than a month. Sarah Logan, she's done Dexter Lumis just got a contract less than a month ago, but he's been on the show for months. He's been stalking Miz. Okay. He showed up to his house. He's doing drawings in the back. He's giving money out to little kids. So Dexter okay. Lumis has done more than some of the folks on this list actually. Okay. Interesting. So to that point, I would have given him a D, but because he handed out some money to the kids, I'm gonna give him a C minus. That's crazy talk. Eshan. I'm gonna say F as in freaking doo doo. Mm-hmm. Freaking like in our name. Freaking doo doo. Like he's not he, I haven't seen anything from him in the ring. Uh, he doesn't talk, so I haven't seen any <laughs> personality from him. Um, you know, he's just like the Frankenstein, not the Frankenstein monster. Cause I think the Frankenstein monster has a little bit more charisma. Um, it, it, he's doing nothing for me. I mean, they could have taken him out of this role and put somebody else in it. And I wouldn't miss a thing guys. Sorry to that man. Sorry to that put, man. Take him out and put his role in there. Right. Oh God. Oh, I'm going back on mute. <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah, hit get- role though. I mean, I think we just need to start the disclosure at the beginning of every episode. Now. They get an F damn it. Okay. <laughs> Stop talking about it. Let's move on. Dang. Oh, my man came through in the clutch. Yeah, I got Dexter at a C. It's been average. So we'll see. All right. This is a big one. Bray Wyatt. What do you guys give Bray? I absolutely love everything I'm seeing. So I'm going to give Bray, Uncle Howdy, um, The Fiend, if that still exists, and anybody else. That could be part of his personalities, or in this case, other people, or however we're going to interpret this. All of them, I'm going to give them an A. I'm going to give them an A+. Plus. All right, is that your first A-plus you gave out? Mm-hmm. All right. Eastern, where you got him? You know what? Uh, I, I'm i a big Bray Wyatt guy. Um, I thought I started watching his, the evolution of his character in NXT, Right before they brought him up, I thought it was very interesting in that character. I love The Fiend, um, and I'm happy to have him back. Um, but with that being said, I'm going to give him a, a, a B plus. To be quite honest with you guys, like as much as I know the fans love him, I love him. Um, oh, and by the way, on that show, there's another plug for that. Um, you know, he was insanely over. Like, everyone popped when Bray came out. I don't know if we knew he was going to come and be part of that live show. It was an amazing sight to see. Um, but I'm going to give him a B plus just because I don't care about this version of Bray Wyatt yet. Ooh. Um, I I don't think Uncle Howdy's interesting. I don't think that crying Bray Wyatt is interesting. Um, he, he, he hasn't really connected with me in the way that he did as the original Bray Wyatt character or he did as... Uh, cartoony Bray Wyatt or the Fiend character just yet. But here's the thing about the story is that there's 
hopefully much more to the story to be told, right? So for me, that's still incomplete. We don't know where it's going. Um, but I'm just not connected to this version yet, so which is why I'm giving them a B plus. Okay. Uh, interested to for your thoughts on what would you have given him a month ago? What letter grade? B plus. So you still would have been at B plus. Yeah, I like this this version. I'm just not I'm not getting it yet. Uh, I I I. To to be honest with you, when I saw he's coming back as uh, Uncle uh, Howdy, I was like ah, that's not as cool as the Fiend. Um, but I, I'm I'm waiting uh, to see okay. where we're gonna go with this. I, I asked because I know some people are not that high on Uncle Howdy. That's why I asked. No. You know, what would you have given us a month and a half ago? Yeah, uh, he's not me, hitting. Yeah, for me, I, I have him at an A. Honestly, I think it's been. Great. I think the storytelling has been pretty spectacular overall for what we are getting. So he, he debuted on Extreme Rules, which is October. So it's only been a couple months, but uh, I think that everything that he's done so far has kept me absolutely intrigued and entertained. It is completely different than what we're used to from Bray Wyatt, right? It looks like they're trying to per- portray the real life person going against the inner demon, which is now no longer an inner demon. Now we know Uncle Howdy is a legit person because we saw him last week on SmackDown or two weeks ago on SmackDown. So I am I am interested and excited to see what that looks like going forward. But I do have him at an A because everything that he's done so far on camera, I've been thoroughly impressed with. All right. Now let's go into the Good Brothers. This one is probably going to be polarizing as well. I'll start this one. I got him at a D and I think I have him at a D because I don't care about the good brothers. I also don't care right now about AJ styles and it's due to their presentation. Miriam is next and she has a much better score than the good brothers. But when I first saw him, I'll be honest, I wasn't that excited to see them when they showed up on raw. I was like, okay, that's cool. Hopefully this kind of gets AJ styles jump started. And while he had a pretty good match at the pay-per-view, uh, this last pay-per-view, I think it was, Survivor Series, I, you know, when he shows up, I'm still kind of like very, very indifferent about them overall. I don't think they've brought much to Monday Night Raw and to WWE. I'm glad that they're there, but I don't think they've done anything worthy of us even having a conversation on a podcast about, to be completely honest. So for me, I got him at a, at a D. Ishan, what do you have him at? You know, since you guys made me you know, give a grade to the hit row. I almost kind of feel like the good brothers got to be lower than hit row. Ooh. However, I didn't have any expectations for the good brothers when they came into the company, to be honest with you. I didn't care what, that they came back. And that's because I've been following them for some time prior to them coming back to the company. And they didn't do much of impact. Um, they, they actually kind of let me down a little bit when they were featured in AEW. Mm. They didn't really add much to that entire faction. You know, when they stopped appearing on the show, it didn't seem like the the faction lost anything with them not being there. Just like they're not giving AJ anything now. And again, you in the past, before they left, I thought like, hey, these guys have personality. 
Um, they, they're, they're jokesters. They seem like really cool guys. Uh, even though, although you no, know, Luke Gallows hit on my wife when we met him a couple years ago, I still try <laughs> to show out for the guy. Um, oh, so you have a but, personal vendetta. So this score is already incomplete. Exactly. Yeah, you let it slip Listen. that you let it slip that you no longer like the Good Brothers because I, I also they don't hold grudges. Wife. Come on, I, man. I don't hold grudges. I'm a peaceful man. All right, so okay? what's your score? But uh, what's your gosh. score? Then? You know, I want to give him a D, but I feel like I'm doing hit row a disservice by giving them a higher grade. To be honest with you, but they they just mean nothing. I, I don't think they mean anything to the division. I don't see anything coming from them. Um, in, in some ways, I feel like they might be holding a roster spot for somebody else into the company, but WWE has money and they can hire who they want. Um, I guess I want to get, I want to give, I want to get them a D, but maybe I need to give them an F minus. Ooh, wow. She, she's skipping grades here. Um, I would never give anybody an F. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna let spoiler alert. I'm not going to ever give anybody an F. They put their bodies on the line. So sorry there. They're an E. To me, good brothers like whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, I'm E. Can we not okay. grade <laughs> the good you're, brothers? You're E. Sean. <laughs> He's mm. a they're they're an E. They're all I can say is whoa. I don't that? need. A, <laughs> I, mean, I don't even know like how to put it into words. I know how good they are. I know how freaking hilarious they are. That following them from all their other companies prior to this, it just really seems like, okay, so Good Brothers is with the company. Okay, what they do? Really nothing? I mean, an E. I, that's all I got to say about it is an E. I got to say first and then an E. All right, so you basically gave them an F. So we have two people on this list that have gotten Fs, which is kind of interesting if you think about that. Let's move on into Mia Yim really quick. I have her at a B plus. I think she's done very well in her spot so far. I think she has been uh, doubly impactful than what the Good Brothers have, and they're in the same faction. That's pretty interesting if you kind of think about that. Yep. But overall, I give her a B plus. I think she's done very, very well for herself since since she's been back. Yeah, I want to give her an A actually, um, because I, I I'm a big Mia Yim fan, but I didn't expect her to do this well. Um, she's the most interesting thing about that group. Um, <laughs> by far, um, yeah. I mean, I think she's doing phenomenal right now to have this much interest to be doing this well. I, 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 I had high hopes for, and she's exceeding for me. So I'm giving her a. Okay, I might give her a B uh, for all the points I just mentioned. I think maybe there might be something a little bit missing for me to give her an A because I would give like a Rhea an A, and mm-hmm. I don't think that she's there with Rhea yet. But I see your point because again, I expected her coming back. We know how how good she is. But she kind of took that and ran with it and was better than what I expected. So I can see why you gave her an A, but I'm just not going to give her an A. I'm going to give her a B. Okay. Nothing that's a fair, 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 fair score. We only have ladies left. So do you guys want to score Sarah Logan and Tegan Knox, or do we just want to stick with Candace, LeRae, and Emma? Can we just score Candace and the rest be eyes for incompletes? No, well, we got to do Emma. Emma's been around for a couple months now. Ooh. Yep. Okay. Sure do. Sure do. Candace LeRae. I am giving her a C plus. And I was close to giving her a C minus, but I don't think it is anything that she has done herself. Um she came, then she lost, 
couple matches against Damage Control. They ran the energy, uh, energy, <laughs> injury angle where she was off TV for a little bit, and now she's back. And she's shown her personality backstage with Miz and Dexter Loomis probably better than I think mm-hmm. they have, honestly. Yep. So that moved it from like a C minus to a C plus for me, but I think this is also an average run. You know, like I was super excited when she was back and I'm like, so far the initial beginning of her main roster run is not the best. So I have her at a C plus. I have her as a, at a C. Um, I'm kind of indifferent towards her, okay. to be honest with you. Uh, she hasn't done anything horrible or anything great in in my opinion. Um, I think she's definitely a welcome, like a uh, women's wrestler. Um, I feel like, you know, if AEW had somebody like her, it'd be a, a huge benefit because I think she's very skilled and talented in the ring and very experienced. Yep. Um, but I, you know, I, I she's, not, she's, she's not rocking the ways for me just yet. I'm going to give her a C as well. Um, again, that's not a slight at her anyway, shape or form. Again, I'm so happy that she's there because she is so good and skillful, like Ishan said. And she looks really good. She looks like she can be somebody that the little girls admire and buy, you know, her merch and all that stuff. So there's so much potential there next year for her. Uh, but again, just right now, kind of like you said, she, her losing kind of when she first came back, kind of just said, all right, so am I supposed to root for this person or not? So I'm going to give her a C. Anybody who is listening to the pod and you guys don't really know about some of these wrestlers outside of WWE. So maybe you, this is like your first time seeing Candice LeRae outside of NXT, or maybe you didn't even see her in NXT, or maybe you haven't seen the Good Brothers before. Drop us, drop us a line either on Twitter or, you know, on our reviews for the podcast. Let us know kind of what your grades are. I'll be interested to see what your guys' thoughts are on some of these folks compared to us. Like, like for me, I know everybody on this list, right? We know them from, like I said, some of them I follow since the Indies. So I know what they can do. So then seeing it now, and I'm like, ah, man, they could just do so much more. Like Candace was wrestling men on the independence and holding her (laughs) own. And it was not like gimmick matches. Like she was going for it. So that's also probably kind of why I look at it. I'm like, man, mm, she could, she could be a lot more than what she is. And, And also know too, this is early into the tenure, but Ishan, when you brought up a couple weeks ago about, man, it'd be kind of interesting to see, you know, if we looked at everybody, kind of what their, their scores are, and hey, are they majority misses? Are they majority hits? I think we're kind of getting our answer right now. So then, last but not least, then let's go Emma if we're giving incompletes to Sarah Logan and Tegan Knox. I have Emma at a D. And I think that's being generous. Her first match back was against Ronda Rousey on SmackDown. She loses. I got a big thing about debuts and losing if you plan on doing something with that person you can only make that first impression one time and after like the genie's out of the bottle it's hard to get it back of course it's wrestling it's stories it's predetermined so you can always heat somebody up if you want to but i, got, I just have a personal issue with that and when she lost to ronda i was like hmm, that's kind of interesting and she i think she's wrestled one match on tv since and they paired her with a real life boyfriend. And now I guess they got something going on potentially maybe where I don't know. Like, I don't even know where she's at right now. Like in the whole scheme of things on SmackDown and that woman's division is in a pretty big need of like some star power. 
I'm still counting on the days when Charlotte gets back because they need her big time on SmackDown. I think Raw's women's division is is pretty fine. I think I think they're doing really good. But I have Emma yeah. at a D. Uh, I, I just think it's been a poor comeback for her. Rhodesia, what's your thoughts on what you've seen from Emma so far? I haven't seen anything on Emma, full transparency. So I don't even know what I, I don't even know how I can grade her because it wouldn't even be fair. But because I haven't gone out of my way to watch those matches, it sounds like she's had two, her comeback, and the one, was it just like the last week or two weeks ago with her boyfriend? Yeah, she, um, I think she made, she was in the gauntlet match, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I went to the bathroom, remember? Just last week. At that time. I think you were in, I was in the bathroom. To the bathroom. Yeah. You sure were. Um, so if we, if we, if I have to grade, I'm going to say a D, because she's not felling, but I, I can't even put a grade on it. I'm sorry. Just, I, I, it's not fair to her. So you're going three in, in completes. Okay. Yeah. You know what? I don't think Emma's been the same since she abandoned the old bubbly dancing Emma gimmick. I love that character. I love I that I thought NXT. you were going to say, yeah. Emma hasn't been the same since she got caught stealing that iPod from Target. Oh my God. Oh. That's, that's what I thought you were going Hill to say. Matt. Hill Matt strikes again. Do that's you guys insane. see how big of a hill this man is? That's insanity. I can't believe I you forgot said that, about man. that. Matt right. JF. I didn't forget about it. I don't know exactly what you're talking about. No, but yeah, she hasn't been the same since the, that character, man. Like, I, I've, I've followed her and. Because I really love that character, so I've been following her for a really long time. And be honest with you, mm-hmm. she hasn't done much for me anywhere she's gone since that. You know, in, in Impact and ROH, and she's just now she's here doing the same thing, the same gimmick. Uh, you know, not showing a whole lot of personality, and her wrestling's fine. Her you wrestling's know, I, yeah, it is. It's yep. fine. It's fine. Pretty, you, know? you don't and, know if her wrestling's fine. Okay, you just okay. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So you, you Before she in. stole sit the sit stuff sit at Target, out. she was she was good. This is horrible. Hey, I hey, I have nothing to do with these comments, guys. And this is this is that's them. But yeah, I, she just she's been this is this has been her like for the past couple of years. Mm. Uh, I wish she'd do a different. I don't know. If I gotta give her a grade, I'm gonna give her a D as well. Um, so. I mean, I would, so I, would overall, the, I want to see Billy Kay back. Bring Billy Kay back, H. Yeah, I want her back too. Yeah. Both of them. When Peyton has the baby and she comes back, she has to be back. So we just went over everybody. Overall, it's either just thumbs up or thumbs down. What are you giving Triple H's rehires? Is it the thumbs up? Or thumbs down overall. Rhodesia. So can I put an asterisk? No, 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 no. Either thumbs up or thumbs down. (laughs) Can I give an explanation? No, no, no. It's either thumbs up or thumbs down. Thumbs up. I'm going thumbs up as well. I'm going to go thumbs up also. The hits have been hits, but the misses have been misses. Yep. 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 So... We'll see, of course, what 2023 brings these folks and anybody else that is coming back. We just found out that Dragon Lee has signed to NXT. So I guess now we know why Andrade hit that double arm DDT on him for no reason at the end of Dynamite when he had his match because he was out the territory. So that's good stuff there. All right, let's move on to the best storylines in WWE and AEW. We'll kind of hit these kind of quick because we've all seen it. 
So there's no point of us, you know, really kind of digging into it. Let's start with WWE. I'd be kind of surprised if all three of us don't kind of have the same storyline. <laughs> this be but, really uh, quick. Yeah. Let's let's start with you, Ishan. What is your uh, best storyline of the year for WWE? Oh, it's 100% the Bloodline storyline. And I don't know if we want to say the entire Roman Reigns saga. Mm-hmm. You know, because everything... And the great thing about the Roman Reigns Bloodline uh, story is that it's been ebbs and flows with the different members throughout the entire year. You know, it was Jay and Jay and Jimmy. You know, now it's Sammy. You know, such a surprising... You know, entertainment, entertaining part of the show now, right? Who, like, not for me. A year ago, I would have never thought I'd been this entertained um, by Sami Zayn, and that's no not because I thought he's always been an excellent talent. He's been great on the mic, great in the ring, but he's taking it up a level. And I think Bloodlines are taking up a level. I think this has been some of the most entertaining, provoking, funny, you name it, um, moments that they've created together on screen. And for me, that's that's what wrestling is about is these stories and characters, and they have yep. embodied like character and story and just fun and dynamic. It's been amazing, guys. I, I can't follow that. That's same thing. Same. Yep. I got I got the same thing. Bloodline yeah. with Sami Zayn. Yeah. We, we we talk about it every single week. They continue to elevate the game. Can I not wait until we watch SmackDown this week? to see what that looks like for mm. the next chapter and then heading into, of course, WrestleMania, or I should say Royal Rumble season and then WrestleMania season. That is across the board. Here's a, here's a fun one for you, Rhodesia. Yeah. That was, so that was easy, right? We all know the best storyline in WWE. What do you think is the worst storyline in WWE this year? What was the worst how one? I know, how I know you was going to ask me that question. Um, so although the actual payoff of the match was actually a pretty good, incredible, roughly seven minute match, but the storyline I hated the most was Omos and Braun Strowman. I mean, between wow. the, that, the pump fake flinch at him and him motorboating him at the press conference, I was just like, what the heck is happening here? Um, it had all the writings to be the biggest match ever because it's the two <laughs> biggest guys. But I'm telling you, for me, at least in WWE, that's probably my worst storyline of the year. Um, but again, the payoff of the match was incredible. But again, leading up to it, I'm like, it was a joke. So hey, there you go. Let's be careful of using hyperbole. Payoff was not incredible. Okay. The payoff was thought, good. We, yeah, we, it was good. Yeah. It probably was incredible because we thought it was going to be a stinker. <laughs> but yes. Uh, you know, it's funny that that storyline to me was incredible. Compared to the Edge and uh, AJ Styles storyline heading into WrestleMania. That was this year, wasn't it? Horrendous. Trash. Capital T. Capital R. Capital A. Capital S. Capital H. 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 I still think AJ has not recovered from it. And the reason why that storyline was so bad was because we all loved Edge. This man had to retire for years. Neck injury. Takes another bump. Back in the day, he was told he could be paralyzed. He has to give the game up at a super early young age. He comes back. 
biggest reaction that we had seen in years when he comes back at the Rumble. And now all of a sudden, you turn heel because AJ Styles accepted your open challenge for a WrestleMania match. And that wasn't bad enough that you turn heel for that for no reason. Then we parlay that into you're starting your own faction and you're healing on the fans every single week. The fans mm-hmm. have done nothing but loved you since you've been back. I, I thought that was horrendous. Another one of Vince McMahon, really, really bad booking. But I think that was the worst storyline in WWE this year. That's fair. Uh, let's go to AEW. I'd be kind of surprised if we don't have the same one here, too. Yeah. So, Rudy, I'll let you start on this one. Best story- had first dib on that one. So, what was the best storyline in AEW in 2022? Actually, now that you say that, I think we are going to have a different one. Mine is actually the claim versus swerve in our glory. Wow. Um, and I'll talk about that a little bit more later in the show. That's my favorite storyline. So many things came from that. I mean, you have the acclaim that, you know, got that rocket and shot right up. The plans changed because of kind of the reaction that they got and the love that they got. And now I'm sitting back about to watch how this whole swerve and Keith Lee, how this story is going to play out. So much came from that. So people were elevated in that. And it's sometimes hard to have a, a campaign or a program where everybody in this case is four people that is in this campaign actually comes out ahead, like in considerably. So for me, it's the claim and swerve in our glory. All right. I'm going to go Wardlow, Wardlow. That was a really great story they told pretty much all year. We talk about storylines and, you know, ebbs and flows of a story that sometimes AEW doesn't have. But that specific storyline, they've been teasing a, a, a Wardlow face turn for quite some time. You know, MJF has been baiting them, you know, hitting them over the head with uh, insults and bringing up his mama and everything else. At some point, people, we were ready to see him beat up MJF, and we finally got it, Powerbomb Symphony. But at one point, one one day, one show, we're going to talk about the rise and fall of the Warlow. Because <laughs> that's also very entertaining. Oh, what you got, Matt? Man, oh, man. Boy, oh, boy. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, I cannot believe neither one of you picked, which is one of the best storylines in the last 10 years, you could even maybe go as far to say this storyline will go down as one of the best storylines in the history of wrestling. Heck that was MJF for CM Punk. That storyline had everything you could possibly want out of a storyline. It had elements of comedy. It had elements of real life. It had elements of backstory that is just not told nowadays in wrestling because everything is so microwave and so cookie cutter. We got to get to plan A to plan B in four weeks. That's when the next pay-per-view is. And if you think about that storyline, it went all the way back to when MJF was in high school. He told that long story. And then once again, the ebbs and flows of CM Punk coming out and saying like, are you serious? You know, and the hug and all that just for MJF to say, I'm the devil. I That was just incredible work. Uh, and that was this year. Started kind of last year, but the meat and potatoes of it was in 2022. Uh, but I like all three of uh, our answers on the best storyline of AEW. Let's do another one, Rhodesia. Because I got the worst 
storyline in AEW. What was the worst storyline for you in AEW this year? Okay, so I'm going to have to like tweak that just a little bit. And I'm going to say the worst storyline gimmick of this year with AEW. And it was the volume two version of Dark Luchasaurus. What in the holy hell? I'm like, when he first came out, I think it was at Blood and Guts, I was like, holy S-H-I-T, this dude is fire, you know, all the air horns, blah, 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 blah. No, let off in that mug, right? And then he he switched. Then he went back. And now I know that with the, there was injuries between Christian um, and Jungle Boy, I believe. So that kind of messed up the whole thing there. Uh, and it's probably not really his fault. But I still don't really know what Christian was saying to him in his ear. Um, this whole Dark Luchasaurus, to me, that gimmick is just as you call it with trash capital T R A S H H H H H H H thing out. So you know, hold on, hold on a second, Matt. Hold on a second, Rhodesia. I'm gonna play on this one. Okay. Cause you because you talking about Edge made me mad. I, it made me remind <laughs> me of something. <laughs> the storyline was Soraya and and and, and Britt Baker. This woman <laughs> This woman has been gone, was gone for five years. Easiest story, easiest feud to make. She was out of the business. She overcame addiction. She's back in wrestling. And when the match actually happens, we got a split audience. And we got half the crowd booing a woman who battled addiction and won, overcame a career-ending injury, how the hell did they create a situation where this woman gets booed? That's the worst story I've ever seen. I'm still mad. And guess what? Saraya is just another gal in that company. The, her After her first match back in five years, she's already just another gal in that company <laughs> that we barely talk about. Horrendous. To be fair, and you're right about everything you kind of said there, so I'm not taking anything that, but around Soraya, to be fair, they did say, of course, she's on a very limited schedule because of her neck. I think that's why in all roads we know are leading to Los Angeles in AEW when Mercedes shows up and kills the internet. Still counting down the days for that. For me, you guys know where I come from. Any and everything related to Ring of Honor... <laughs> On AEW TV. You said pick any of them one. Pick any of the storylines. Pick any of them. <laughs> I don't care. I'll put it as the worst storyline in AEW this year. Yikes. So cold. You can argue that Willer Yuta is in a better spot. Absolutely. And I, and I would say that was more due to the Blackpool Combat Club than it was Ring of Honor. Okay. But everyone else is either at the same level they were or they're worse off due to the integration of ring of honor on AEW TV. And that includes AEW TV. So for me, that was the worst storyline plural in AEW this year. So safe to say that we won't be talking about much ROH on this show, huh? No, we will. And I'm excited to see ROH by itself as a weekly program away from AEW, just do not mix it. Don't mix it. I, I don't. I don't care to see anything ROH if I'm watching AEW. It'd be the same way that if I'm watching SmackDown, 
I don't want to see NXT wrestlers on SmackDown. I'll watch NXT on Tuesday if I wanted to see that. So that's kind of my thoughts there. Let's move on to most improved wrestler of the year. This should be good. So we'll do one for both AEW and WWE. Let's start with AEW. I think we've been starting with WWE across the board. Who wants to take this one first? Who is the most improved wrestler in your eyes of 2022? I'm going to pull at you, Sean, right now. I'm going to say wrestlers is going to be the acclaim. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go with the acclaim. Um, It's most approved. It's a great one for sure. I am so happy and excited that we are finally giving the acclaim to level in this show because these guys don't (laughs) think they even belong in the top 20 like a week ago. So I'm glad at least they're most. I'm glad at least most You try to say they were the best. Come on now. Let's not do that. We got tape. You forget. No. Actually, yeah, remember he put then he then he put them ahead of the Usos. Sure did. No, I said Usos number one. Nah, nah, you tried to put them. It was something in there. It was you tried to put them ahead of the Usos, in front of FTR, in front of the Briscoes. You try to yep. put them in front of everybody. And that's just ridiculous. <laughs> cap, 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 cap. So i for we're going with uh AEW. I'm gonna go with yeah. uh that's a hard winner because I think a lot of the talent there, because you know, a lot of them are homegrown and they're newer. Um, gals, guys and gals that have been on the scene. Um, mm-hmm. But Jamie Hayter has definitely caught fire. Um, I, bought, I was always a fan of her. Um, but you can tell from physically, like, she looks very, impo- like, no, she looks very fit. She looks very impressive. And her wrestling is so crisp. She hits so hard. Mm-hmm. That clothesline looks amazing. And just more recently, guess what? She can actually talk. Right, so she's a very compelling character. She's a hell of a champion. Um, so for me, she's my uh, most improved. Yeah, I have Jamie. Also, it was between for me, actually both your guys's. It was between either the acclaimed overall as a tag team because they were nowhere near where they are right now this time last year, uh, or Jamie. And I, I went with Jamie just because she has been fantastic. We've been wanting Jamie to be spotlighted for months and months and months. And we finally started getting it about a month and a half, two months ago. And she's done nothing but delivered on every single segment that she's been on in AEW TV. So, excellent one there. What about WWE? Who you guys got for WWE? <laughs> I would go first, just because I want no one to steal my thunder. You got another tag team? I got another tag team. Actually, Let's no, go. I got another I got another group. I got a group. <laughs> How about that judgment day? Hey. <laughs> When when Edge had his Judgment Day, eh, nope, uh-uh, that ain't it, Chief. But Judgment Day today, most improved, absolutely. That's actually a really good one, and I'm going to stay in that same vein, Rhodesia. I'm going to go with Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> you know, look, I was never a uh, Dominic hater, as a lot of people online were. But at the same time, you know, as, as kind of what I said about Candice, like she's just there. Like, I, I didn't have an opinion either way about him before, but I definitely feel like he's very intense. Did you guys see him on online when, uh, at Christmas, Christmas dinner at the Mysterio? <laughs> he got arrested. Then, he got arrested on the way out. He's like, he's like, mommy hit bomb. Mom hit mommy. <laughs> I'm like, man, the dude's entertaining, man. He's getting such great heat. So definitely he's my most improved. 
Good one. Those are really, really good ones. I kind of went, I would say probably a little bit outside the box on this one. I went with Bianca Belair. And I went with Bianca because I remember last year, Bianca at times had the, I can't believe I'm here look on her face. If you think about the match she had with Sasha at WrestleMania, um, she kind of had that, oh my God, look at that moment, which she should have. Incredible match. We know what that meant for the culture of them being, you know, two black women main eventing a show night one. It was all, it was all there, but she had that look of a little bit of over, overwhelmingness. This year, She's out of this world, and she owns everything that she's in. She is so comfortable in any and everything she does on camera. Everything that I've seen from Bianca this year is like, my God, she has checked every single box, and she owns every single moment that she is in. So for me, I'm going to go with, even though she was great last year, I think she's even better this year, and I have her as my overall most improved wrestler in WWE. For I like that one because you that's someone you absolutely saw their growth. They were already good. They were, she was kind of given, you know, the spotlight um, to, to take the reins of the women's division and then lead with it. And now, like you said, first it was maybe overwhelming to where now she owns that ish, that that is hers. Yep. So in that confidence, you can't fake that swagger that you just can't fake. So I like that one. All right, before we move into what we want to see in 2023, that rhymed, I should be a rapper, in AEW and WWE, let's give our overall grade for WWE and AEW. On this one, let's start with AEW. What is the grade, Ishan? You are giving AEW for the year 2022. Hmm. You know what? I knew we were going to talk about that. Um, but for some reason I didn't think about what I would say. Um, I'm gonna give them a, a B minus. Okay. Um, I would like to see from them, um, more discipline, um, with their stories. In what, in what exactly? With their stories. Um, you know, it's too many times we you know we're watching, uh, the show and you know I remember it was Eddie Kingston and Chris Jericho at the end where you know it was you know I think it was uh you know who 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 took the fall was it um Kingston uh hit well, no what was it Jericho gave uh Kingston the 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 spinning elbow with the barbed wire and then Eddie Kingston popped up almost immediately afterwards because they ran out of time <laughs> you know that was so uh, bad man that was and, so bad. And it was all because they wanted Eddie to stand strong in that match. Yeah, I remember And that he now. still took the pinfall. And then he gets up. And yeah, oh, boy. Almost yeah. like it didn't happen, right? And and too many times on this show, we see, you know, these, you know, high-impact moves, these these Canadian destroyers off the top rope into the concrete, and they get back up. Uh, sometimes the storylines are, they happen too fast. Or, you know, it, it's, it's certain, like, uh, parts of the story they kind of, speed pass or it's just a, a, a prefer of things and then ultimately i would love for that company to and i'm not sure what words i can to express this but but backstage um i hate to see the amount of negativity that's that's 
come out about that show behind the scenes. You know, if it's you no know, CM Punk and, and the brawl, or if it's you know Andrade, you know hauling off and you know socking Sammy in the mouth, and you know it's Sammy, you know going ham on Twitter about Andrade. It's you know it's the the rampant speculation that you know wrestlers want out of the company and they want to go back home to, to Triple H, and you know just those kinds of things. If you're a fan, that kind of deflates you as far as your excitement for the show because it seems like. If, if the speculation is that these wrestlers don't want to be there, right? And it's kind of like, dang, all right, these the wrestlers don't want to be there. Do I really want to watch? Of course I want to watch. Uh, so for me, I just want to see them tighten the ship up a little bit. I want to see all this negativity from the backstage and the wrestlers about the company. I want to see that tighten up. Uh, I want to see less of MJF blasting the company and blasting its, its owner because that's not a good look, especially when you got... In real life, these speculations behind the stage scene, these things are happening. I want the show to be about wrestling and hey, fan hey, engagement. Hey, hey, Ishan, you were only supposed to give one thing you wanted to see from AEW. You just gave 32 different things that you wanted to see from AEW in 2023. I'm going to need you to rewind that back and just give us the top thing you want to see from AEW in 2023. Wait, we weren't on that topic yet, though. But E took it and ran with it. <laughs> okay, got it. Yes. So, Ishan, <laughs> what would you like to see from AEW in 2023? I think I said more discipline. So, Ishan is going with more discipline. And under that umbrella, it is everything. <laughs> Ishan hates AEW. You just. <laughs> He, he he brought up moves. He brought up backstage. He brought up storylines. Ooh wee! All right, Ishan. Ishan says, "Just get off my TV." Got it. All Ooh, right. So geez. so you're giving him you gave him B minus. You said right? Yeah, I'll give For him 2022? a B minus. Okay, so B minus, and then overall this year, you kind of just want to see him tighten those screws up, just kind of overall. Overall, tighten everything up. Okay, Rhodesia, what uh, what grade do you give AEW, and then what would you like to see out of them in 2023? I'm going to give them a B, a solid B. I want to point out a couple great things first. Uh, well, one great thing. The champions right now, I really, really like. I think that those are what the fans wanted. Um, so we have what Jay, The Claim, Jamie Hayter, MJF, and even Samoa Joe. I even kind of like him as the, the champion. But I think he's going to drop TV. that. So, yeah. I kind of like the bad Samoa Joe. But point is, um, I think on the good side of it, the champs to me make sense. So and, and I'm behind those champs, like if they're a good guy or a bad guy, I still like them. So that's a good thing. Kind of like on the negative side of why they didn't come in as an A, one, just the injuries and suspensions did hurt them this year. And then just too many production snafus. But I think that might be ending. Um, but again, that's why they're getting a B. Kind of what I want to see from them next year. Again, I think some of that production snafus is not going to really be there. And I don't want anyone losing their job. Um, but they have a lot of talent. So maybe if we can have this true division between ROH and AEW and keeping it that way, I think that would work out really well. Good stuff there. Really good answers. I also have them at a B minus overall for the year 2022. And what I want out of them in 2023, Rudy, you kind of hit on both. I'm only going to kind of go with like one and one and a half. The one thing that I wanted to say was no more signings. I don't care if Roman Reigns gets released tomorrow. I don't <laughs> want to see anybody else in AEW outside of 
Mercedes and Naomi. I think those two can do great things with the women's division. I don't want to see no more men. Anybody can be released from now. I don't, I don't care. They have way too much talent, but that wasn't kind of what I want to see in 2023. Number one for me is much better production. You hit on that a little bit. When you watch AEW, and no, I don't need LED lights everywhere. I don't need uh, everything to be larger than life. What I do need is your stars to be presented as stars. That goes to presentation. And I need, if someone who has never watched AEW before, we can no longer have them tune in to AEW until they are steps behind WWE. It looks completely different. My hope is with the new presentation that we get next week is the crowd is more lit. We get a much better stage. It just looks more big time. And I think that is what is really going to help them from a perception perspective. And I think that's going to go a long way with with presenting their stars. Jade, MJF, Ricky Starks. Just think about if they were in WWE, what their interests would look like. Right. And I think that's what we need from AEW. So that's number one. And number two is we got to stop the start and stop pushes. We, 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 we got to stop that. I, I can, I can't take too many more of this person is red hot for a month and a half and they're off TV for two months. And then we go through that whole vicious cycle. I love them having a lot of wrestlers because we don't see the same people every single week. I'm all down for that. But the start and stop pushes that we've seen throughout this year and even last year, I'm hoping that that kind of ceases a little bit in 2023. Let's move on to WWE. Ishan, I'll give you the floor on this one. Uh, Overall grade, and then, of course, what you want to see from them in 2023. Uh, We're going to go after the last six months. I'm going to go AA because uh, for the first time in, gosh, I want to say almost a better part of a decade, I've been interested with uh, their show, you know, uh, you know, I, I told you, Matt, maybe, what was it, a year and a half ago after the Rumble? I said, this is my last WWE show I'm going to. I will no longer go on any more shows. Uh, so for me to, in 2022, to be interested in their television and going to live shows and enjoying myself, uh, enjoying the shows is, is great for me. So I'm going to give them an A. So then, okay, now let's take the whole year in totality because Triple H has been head of creative for six months. So then what is the score for the full year? So from January to two weeks. So we got to still look at January to July, which we were there for that rumble, which was unfortunately probably the worst pay-per-view of the year. And we were there for it. Cool. Because that was the, I had now I've checked every single box. I've been to every major pay-per-view now outside of wrestle kingdom uh, in professional wrestling, but being at that rumble, but it was a horrible show. Uh, and the rumble was not great at all. So what would you give for the entire year? I guess I'll give them a, a B plus to be honest with you, because, uh, you know, it's not sometimes about how you, how you start. Sometimes it's about how you finish. Okay. Right. Like, you know, when you talk about when you're running the business, it's about them last, you can pull out the year in that, in that fourth quarter, right? The fourth mm-hmm. quarter press baby, you know, just like any game, any situation. So I felt like, yeah, the, the, the show was crappy when Vince was doing it. Um, but it's definitely been hidden ever since. So I'm going to give him a B plus. Okay. And then uh, 2023, what would you like to see from WWE? Ah, gosh, you know, uh, I forgot about that one. Uh, I got to say, man, I want them to keep doing what they're doing. 
Uh, I know they got the signings. We had, we talked about there's been some 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 hits and some misses. Um, but those hits, you know, Bray, you know, uh, Bron coming back, you know, there's, there's there's a lot of great positives going on with that company. I let them continue to do that. I let them continue to um, sign guys like Dragon Lee for more interest. Um, maybe I can see them bring Sasha back. I want to see your Sasha in that Royal Rumble on Number my 30. WWE TV. I am not excited to see her in AEW. Uh, so maybe I want to see that. Keep, keep that Sasha Banks thought. We got a rapid, rapid fire segment right after this. And she's actually the first question on there. So keep that thought. Radija, what you got? Uh, so this one was really like, I had to make sure I wasn't at a recency bias here because I can only think about what happened since H got involved. So in totality, I gave them an A. And I'll tell you why. So for the, I'll go backwards. For the last six months, first off, Triple H became CEO and head of creative. He gave wrestlers their name back. He made Raw more digestible. First and last name. <laughs> first and last name's back. Um, he has made, he and his team, when I say he, has made Raw digestible and made Judgment Day a bona fide group. So. I'm like, okay, so that's an A. But like you said, I have to go back and look at it for the whole year. And for the whole year, still an A because, one, Cody came back. And that beautiful moment with having, um, you know, Sasha or at the main event. Oh, my God, I'm losing it. Between Bianca and Sasha being two black women main eventing, you know, WrestleMania night one. That <clears throat> is huge. So <clears throat> that main event was last year's WrestleMania. Oh, my God. Not this year's WrestleMania. Boo. Come on, Boo. Get your stuff together. Sorry. Well, Cody came back. This so year then- was the incredible Bianca and um, Becky match. That stole okay, the no, show. No, no, no that, that was good. No, that was really about- good. Yo, no, that yeah. was a really great match. Okay, maybe that's yeah. why I had that energy off of it. But point is, um, Cody still came back. And y'all know, the, the people who's listening don't know, but y'all too know how passionate I was about Cody coming back. Oh, I didn't see the bigger picture. You hated picture. Cody coming back to WWE. Oh, I absolutely hated sure Cody did. and everything about him. Um, but I see the bigger picture now. So just having that re-signing of Cody, that would keep the grade at an A. So sorry I misspoke, but still <laughs> A for WWE. What I want from them next year, keep Raw digestible. I know three hours is a long time to fill every single week, um, but just try try your best to keep it fresh. Um, I, I see it on the shows. It's really good. Just try to keep finding that energy of, of keeping it fresh. That's all I can say. Okay. I'm going with a B plus overall. I can't forget some of the months <laughs> leading up to uh, WrestleMania, where we had Austin Theory in a horrendous spot with the Vince storyline that everybody knew Theory was not ready for that, and he was being forced down our throats. I cannot forget how we rehashed the Brock and Roman feud one too many times. They killed it at, at SummerSlam, one of the best last man standing matches I've ever seen, but I can't forget that. Uh, so I, I give him a B-plus overall. What I want to see out of next year is I want them to revamp Raw, and I think it's coming. I think Triple H knew and his team knew that, hey, we're going to get crushed in the fall due to Monday Night Football. That is what it is. Let's get to the Rumble. Now that the regular season of NFL is about to be over here in two weeks, that's going to take us into WrestleMania. Let's do the draft right after WrestleMania, hopefully. 
and then I think we're going to start seeing some new elements on Raw, but we need we need Raw revamp. SmackDown is, however you want to look at it, either number one or number two wrestling show on TV every single week. It's, you know, it's depending on what you think is between that and Dynamite. Raw is not even close to being as exciting or as good as Dynamite or Raw is, or SmackDown, excuse me. So I want them to revamp Raw. And also, I want a world title back on both shows. You know, when we get to the end of this bloodline feud with Roman and he eventually drops the title or titles, we got to get one belt on Raw. We got to get one belt on SmackDown. And I think that's also going to help a lot of the issues. They've done as great as they could with trying to make the U.S. title like the top belt on the show. We need the world title. We need the world title. So those are my two things that I want out of WWE in 2023. All right. Rapid fire. Before we get to our TFW moment of the year. All right. So got some questions for you. These are all either yes or no or one word answers. Okay. Ladies first. Rhodesia, so I'll have you go first. And then Ishan, I'll have you go second. First My heart question. Is fast. First My heart rate's high. Oh, gosh. Don't say it, Sasha Banks and Bianca again. Okay. Right, that was last year. Where will Sasha Banks show up first on U.S. soil? What promotion? Number 30 at the Royal Rumble, so WWE. Okay, Ishan. Royal Rumble, baby. Let's go. <laughs> All right. She will be at AEW Dynamite in a couple weeks. <laughs> Number two. <laughs> will WWE be sold in 2023? No. Nah. I say no, but they will be sold in 2024. Will CM Punk be back in AEW? No. I don't care. <laughs> that's three. That's three. Say IDC. I have, IDC. <laughs> uh, I go yes. So then Rhodesia. Will CM Punk be back in WWE? I don't know. Okay. I hope Will, so. So you say you hope so. I'm going right, to say so. no. I'm going to say no. No. Because you said yes or no. So no. Yep. Him and Triple H just no. Not going to happen. Okay. Uh, will AEW get a new TV deal through Warner Brothers? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Will WrestleMania 39 be the best pay-per-view of the year? Yes. Because one time, Rocky will be back. That was 12 yep. words. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Absolutely. I go yes on that one also. Will The Rock, Cody Rhodes, Sami Zayn, or other in Roman's reign? Which one are you going with? The Rock, Cody, Sami, or other? Cody. Cody. Mm. Just say Cody so you can be with like us, with the cool kids. Ah, give me Cody. 
I don't know if I, I don't know if I believe that, but I mean, seeing I made these questions, I probably should have thought about my answers. Mm-hmm. I wasn't planning on like doing the answers too. I was going to throw it to you guys, but it seemed like fun. I wanted to be down with the cool kids. Yeah. Will MJF hold the AEW World Title for the entire year of 2023? Mm. No. I'm going to give you more words. It's Tony Khan booking. Of course not. <laughs> I'm going to say absolutely he will. He's going to drop it. At, he's going to drop it at full gear. Keep thinking that. What promotion do you think you will enjoy the most in 2023? WWE, AEW, NXT, or Ring of Honor? I thought you were going to say TFW. Um, WWE. (laughs) Ring of Honor. (laughs) Use a goddamn lie. Use a goddamn lie. Don't lie I, to these people. Well, he, he could be telling the truth. That's not, that's not fair. <laughs> that's not fair at all. I'm going to go with I'm going to go with AEW. We all have different answers. Awesome. Yep. All right. Anything you guys want to add to any of those rapid fire questions or any new questions or anything you want to add to this 2022 year review before we get to our TFW moment of the year? I have one. If it's not Mercedes, because I think that's some someone said it on the show. Who's going to end Jade's reign as a TBS champion? My answer is Trinity. Naomi. Hmm. So if we don't get uh, Mercedes or Trinity in AEW, which I hope we don't, I'm going to hope that we have a um, title unification match between Jamie Hayter and Jade. And Jamie wins and unifies those two championships. I'm going to think outside the box on this one because I don't really want Trinity, um, Naomi, or Sasha Banks, Mercedes to go to AEW either. Um, I want to somehow see Dr. Britt Baker take it. So now we have the reign of terror between the two of them, Jamie and Dr. Britt Baker. That's a good one. If it's not anybody from the outside, my answer would be Chris Statlander. Mm. Yep. One, like 100% it would be Chris Statlander. So we'll see. We will see. Ishan, you got anything before we move on to the uh, TFW moment of the year? No, I want to hear you guys' moment of the year. All right. Rhodesia, hit that beautiful jingle, my good lady. TFW moment of the year. Doom. I am going with Vince being replaced by Triple H as head of creative of WWE. This show, I am sure would have went completely different if Vince McMahon was still head of creative for the entire year of 2022. No point in me belaboring what we've already talked about. It has been, besides AEW coming along three years ago, 
the number one biggest positive in U.S. wrestling in forever. And I appreciate everything that, like I said, he's done for us wrestling fans, but it was absolutely time for him to go. Years ago, from a creative standpoint, once we found out the personal stuff, it was absolutely time for him to go. And I'm hoping that we are not doing an emergency pod one of these days about he's forcing his way back into the company. Hopefully he stays away, seeing he is still majority shareholder. But that is my TFW moment of the year. I remember exactly where I was standing when I saw it on my phone that he was retiring. And then you fast forward a few more days later, and it was announced that Triple H was the new head of creative. Uh, I knew it was change was coming, and we were in for some positive, positive things on our TVs, and we have seen that so far. And it helps everybody. It helps AW kind of step their game up, and of course, it helped WWE. So that is my TFW moment of the year. Rudisha, what do you have? So I had to, for, in order to answer this one, I had to say, what am I going to kind of like think about the 2022 year? What stood out the most? I think we had a lot of different candidates that could have been moment of the year. I knew you were going with the Vince one, so I didn't want to, I wanted to do something different. Um, but it would be the all out scrum. I remember where I was standing at mm. when I saw CM Punk just going ham, eating food, just like, I'm like, what the hell am I watching here? It's a really good one too. Because of my uh, moment of the year is going to be uh, Stone Cold's return match of Mania. Nice. Uh, he was gone for like 50 years and he comes back. And I, don't, I didn't think we were going to match like that from him. I, I assumed it was going to be some kind of stand up, pull apart type brawl. I didn't think he's going to take any bumps or very minimal bumps. This dude out here taking suplexes on concrete. I um, mean, it was a full fledged, hard, hitting match and it, he, they they gave us i'm not sure how many more matches you're going to get for steve i mean steve is looking damn good you know nowadays if you see his instagram stuff um but definitely the goat's coming me, back baby for me just seeing him you know a hero from my childhood back wrestling like that it was an amazing thing for me that was freaking wrestling y'all there you have it ladies and gentlemen those were our tfw moments of the year what a year it was in professional wrestling and the great thing about it is i think we all can agree 2023 will be even better than 2022 and also for you guys who have listened to us if you checked out any of our videos if you are a subscriber on our uh, twitter or on our youtube if you ever just like the post or retweet it we want to thank you guys this has been something that we have all kind of talked about doing for a very long time 2022 was the year that we have done this podcast of course we are still super super early in the journey so please help us get the word out if you enjoy what we're doing and i am assuming you are if you're still listening to us or watching us on youtube or you follow us on twitter get the word out let your folks know that hey one of the coolest newest wrestling podcasts around is that's freaking wrestling tfw in your ear holes every single week Speaking of that, for the podcast, please subscribe. If you think we are fantastic as we are, give us a five-star rating and review. That, of course, helps us move up in these ratings on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc., etc. Give us a follow on Twitter at That's FNW. And we do have YouTube. Subscribe there to see video clips from this and other episodes at That's Freaking Wrestling. Once again, thank you guys for all your support. Ishan and Rhodesia, thank you. 
for being on the pod every single week and giving your guys hilarious and sometimes ridiculous takes on this art form that we absolutely love. We will talk to you guys next week.